This episode is brought to you by Quiet Mind. Introducing the original weighted pillow by Quiet Mind, a revolutionary solution for those seeking relief from anxiety, stress, and the symptoms of ADHD and sensory processing disorder commonly associated with autism. The original weighted pillow offers a huggable, compact, and improved alternative to traditional weighted blankets. Created by Mikey Goldman, who has long struggled with ADHD and anxiety, the original weighted pillow is designed to act as a companion, especially for kids. It's super easy to grab and go, so it's always there when you need a boost of calm. The original weighted pillow provides a personal hug, acting as a tool to promote calmness whenever you need it. Unlike bulky weighted blankets, the ultra soft pillow is easy to move and won't cause you to overheat or feel claustrophobic. The Quiet Mind pillow utilizes the science of deep pressure stimulation, delivering the same emotional, cognitive, and physical benefits as a weighted blanket. It offers a compact, portable, and versatile solution for anyone seeking a natural way to unwind. It's particularly beneficial for children with autism, ADHD, and sensory processing disorder. The Quiet Mind Pillow is like a stress ball for your body, providing relief and relaxation. Just hold it, hug it, and quiet your mind. For more information, visit onequietmind.com. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-E-T-M-I-N-D.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 15%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. As a single dad to three amazing autistic kids, I've been the go-to resource for parents across the globe navigating neurodivergence since 2010. Building on the success of my award-winning blog, The Autism Dad, this podcast provides parents raising autistic or neurodivergent kids with comfort, community, resources, and validation. You'll also hear inspiring stories from parents just like you, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, uh, we're doing a follow-up to last week's episode. So last week, for those of you who haven't listened, uh, I was we were testing out some equipment and it was never meant to be an episode. We were just kind of goofing around. And I started asking Emmett some questions, kind of like a mock interview. And... One of the questions that I asked him was if he remembered when he was nonverbal, like if he remembered what it was like to not be able to speak. And I had no idea that he remembered that. And so it just became this conversation of me asking him questions about what that experience was like for him and what he remembers from it. And it was heartbreaking. It was absolutely heartbreaking for me. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this and... Uh, I wanted to sit down with Emmett and and have another conversation once I sort of wrap my head around this because I'm, it's been pretty emotional for me to be completely honest with you, um, and and so I needed some time to process this. And and a lot of you who listened to that uh, and and hundreds and hundreds of comments, um, it's uh, so many of you experience it the same way, and. I just needed some time to think about what I had learned and, and kind of just wrap my head around it and, and then have a follow-up conversation with Emmett. So, uh, we did that and this is that conversation. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love that you're showing Emmett. I really, I really appreciate that. You guys are making him smile and, uh, I hope this interview is helpful for you. All right, here we go. Okay, so it's been a week since we shared that episode, and 
I uh, the response has been unbelievable. You know, your your insights have touched so many people. Like it, it's it's unreal. And I feel like I needed some time to kind of process what I learned during that conversation that we had. And I wanted to share with you a couple of things that I have been thinking about, and then I want to know how you feel. Okay. Okay. It, when you, when we were, we were just kind of like practicing kind of like a go back and forth kind of thing and testing out the new mics. I, I was just kind of throwing out questions to you. I, I I didn't, at no point did I expect you to say, yes, I remember not being able to speak. And the more I've been thinking about that, the more it bothers me that, that I would, I would have assumed that you didn't remember that. Does that make sense? Like, and I don't know if I assumed that because you were just so young that I kind of assumed that maybe you don't remember just that period of your life. Right. Like I don't, I have like flashes of memories from when I was that age. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Are you conflicted because you're trying to, to, to determine if you thought that because I was a toddler or because you didn't assume competence? Oh, that's a, that's a good, God damn it. That's a good question. There, there is part of, well, I never, I knew you were smart. I mean, you were dangerously smart, even when you couldn't talk, like you were figuring things out without words. So I don't, I don't think it was that. Okay. I've never questioned whether or not you were competent, but it was almost like, because maybe, maybe because you weren't speaking and we weren't having like conversations that it, it just didn't, it just didn't register with me that you might, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I have never questioned your competence. That was never at any point during this journey. I have never questioned whether or not you were competent or whether or not you felt things or experienced things or anything like that. It was just the remembering part of it. Like that you would be able to one day talk to me about what it felt like to not be able to speak. Just never entered my mind. And, and I, I feel conflicted about that. Like, like, um, like how dare I assume that, right? Of course you're going to remember those times in your life because we're not talking like you were remembering what you got for your third birthday or who was at, you know, your first birthday or whatever like that. I mean, nobody remembers that stuff, but like, we're talking about every minute of every day for the first four and a half years of your life, you could not communicate. And how could you not remember that? You know, and, and, and I've kind of, I've really struggled with that this last week because I just, I, I, I don't, I don't like the fact that I never, it never occurred to me to ask you. And you know, I've seen the impact that our conversation has had on so many people. 
you know, reading through the comments and, and stuff like that is, is it's touched so many lives and so many people can relate to this. And I, I just don't know why I didn't ask you sooner. What, what has, well, let me ask you this. Do you have any thoughts after we've had that conversation? We've kind of talked about it throughout the week a little bit here and there, but how do you feel after talking to me about that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I would feel any different. Um, just sort of the conversation got started and we talked about it and then we went on with our day. So it's just sort of a thing that happened in your view and not like anything changed I guess, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, because we've already had this conversation, but... Yeah. I think, for me, as a father, you know what? I feel like I let you down. Why? Because... <sighs> because I didn't better understand. That's not your fault. Yeah, but honey, like... The idea, sitting here, thinking about what you must have gone through, and, and you had to feel so alone. You said you felt alone. And, like, I, I, know, that, I know that we did everything that we could, and we tried. I have a question. Yeah. How many resources did you have? Oh, I, I mean, I don't Like, know. close to zero? Well... There were not a lot of resources. So you found a problem and you fixed it. How is that your fault? How did I... F what did I fix? You saw there were no resources, and so you became one. You started uh, oh. just relaying your journey with us to everyone that you could. on ev To everyone on every platform. And so you became a resource to people that needed help. Okay. And how can you blame yourself for not understanding when there was no resources to help you? Well, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I've talked about this over the years. And parents experience, I used to call it irrational guilt, because you feel guilty about something that you have no control over. Right? Uh, you know, parents might feel guilty that their child is diagnosed with something. It's not their fault, right? But they feel guilty and it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. There's no point to it. But knowing like as your father, like I love you and, and I, I, I hope that I was supportive enough during those times. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't better understand. And and we'll just, it's not my fault, right? I, I, I get it. I can see him. He's looking at me like, we just talked about this, Dad. Why are we doing this again? I know it's, I, I can accept that it's not my fault, okay? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. But, like, as your dad, like, I, I, 
I don't, I can never do enough. You know, I, I will always feel like I fall short because, you know, you and your brothers deserve the absolute best. And I, I, I feel like I've never been able to give you that. And, and just, you know, the idea of you going through something and feeling so alone, even all these years later, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I'm going to give you my point of view. One question. What is your opinion on a little bit of cursing in this podcast? Uh, maybe. I'm not talking like the big ones. I'm talking about the little ones. Whatever. Okay, cool. Uh, So I'm just going to say this. You turned this shit show that we had and you made it less shitty. And that's like the best thing you could do. There's, you're doing the best you can, and that's all you have to do. You don't need to do everything perfect, because if you did that, life would be boring, and then it wouldn't be enjoyable. Just doing the best you can is all you have to do. And if you can't do what you did last month, this month, then that's not on you. Life happens. You just gotta work through it and push through. I didn't intend for this to be a therapy session. That's what it feels like. I feel like I'm talking to a therapist, <laughs> I, but thank you. I, I, I do appreciate that. Emmett. Thank you. Um, I, it's something that I've always struggled with is not feeling like I've done enough. And, you know, you guys have been through so much and I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things I just have no, I just have no control over, you know, it's not within my power to change or, um, fix, you know, but it, it just, it just really, it just really hit me when I, I guess I, I just was not prepared <laughs> to, to hear <laughs> that you remembered that period of your life. Because it was a really rough four years. And knowing what you were experiencing on the inside, not being able to communicate that. And, and then there's times like I, I was frustrated with your behaviors. I was frustrated because you were aggressive and I was frustrated because you would throw things or hit or bite or kick or whatever. And and I'm, I'm, I'm human, right? So like those things happen, but knowing what you were experiencing in those moments, what was, what was behind all of that? I just, I wish I had been more patient. I feel like I just, I just, you know, Go ahead. Uh, with what? Oh, I don't know. I thought I, you were going to say something. No, I, uh, I was going to say something, but then you went off on a little tangent, and so it wouldn't make sense now. And...
This episode is brought to you by Goalie. Did you know the University of Michigan did a study that found over 80% of apps for kids are designed to lure them into longer gameplay and more in-app purchases? Goalie decided it was time for this to end. Unlike the Kindle and iPad that have endless ads and potentially dangerous content, Goalie is a tablet with only apps that build independent kids. It has no web browser, no social media, and no ads, ever. It has award-winning learning apps like Khan Academy, Duolingo ABC, and Starfall, and the best part? It's completely parent-controlled. In my house, we use Goalie's kids' calendar to teach my son how to stay on task. He learns life skills, like how to make a sandwich, by watching one of the hundreds of video classes and can practice it by following along with one of the 50 pre-made routines. As a dad, there's no better feeling than knowing that my son is becoming more independent every day. For more information and to try Goalie risk-free for 30 days, visit getgoalie.com. That's G-E-T-G-O-A-L-L-Y.com and use the code the Autism Dad to save 10%. Um, do you, well, let's just, let's just, oh, so that, that was kind of my takeaway. It's kind of where my head has been the last week and, and why, I know it doesn't make sense to you that maybe that I was kind of struggling with this a little bit, but sometimes when you're a parent, things just don't make sense. They're just feelings and they're not based on fact or whatever, but they just, it's just how you feel and you can't. You know, when you have kids someday, if you decide to have kids someday, like you'll understand maybe better what I'm feeling right now. But I I appreciate the fact that (laughs) like you don't hold any of this against me. And, uh, yeah. Um, so let's just sort of wind this down a little bit, but (laughs) Oh man. All right. I'm really struggling with this. My God. Um, how you've read through a lot of the comments that people have left. Yeah. I've read through some of them. I didn't. How, how did, how did that make you feel? Because, and I, I do want to point this out. You, you seem to not comprehend the impact that your words have had on so many people. The fact that you're able to articulate and, express yourself and provide insight to people, uh, about very difficult challenges in life has had such a profound impact. And I don't think you fully grasp that. Um, and so I guess I just wanted to know how you feel about the response that you've received. Well, in my opinion, in my opinion could be totally wrong. But I appreciate all of the responses, but I don't really feel like the ones that were geared towards me and talking about me, I don't really feel like I deserve them. Well, why not? Because all I did was talk about my life. I didn't do anything profound like you have done over the past, what was it, 10, 13 years? 15, yeah, but yeah, 15 years. And so all I did was talk about it and I got all of these responses and I don't really feel like I deserve them. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're going to flip this around now. You, let me, let me just, let me just explain to you why you've had such a profound impact. Okay. Okay. Because there's a lot of parents out there just like me 
wanting to better understand their kids who maybe aren't able to communicate as well. Right. And they want to desperately know what their kids are thinking and feeling and experiencing. Right. And you gave them insight into that. You, you were able to articulate that we absolutely need to presume competence, always presume competence. Just because someone can't talk doesn't mean that there aren't a gazillion things going on beneath the surface, right? It doesn't mean that you weren't thinking or feeling or upset or trying to communicate. It just means that you weren't able to make the words, you know, and hearing you talk about that, I think is so validating for a lot of people. And the other side of this, I think is the hope that you provided people. There's a lot of parents who have kids who are non-speaking and they hold on to hope someday that they will hear their child's voice or they will hear them say, I love you, or they'll hear them say mom or dad or, you know, whatever, or just tell them how they feel. And it's easy to get caught up in that despair and, and lose hope. And hearing you talk about what you've been through and where you are now shows them that it's not impossible. And to say that you inspired people would be the understatement of the century. You made a profound difference. And if you were talking about the stuff that I've done over the, the last 10 or 15 years, I'm, I'm sharing my perspective as a parent. Okay. Like what I'm experiencing as a parent, you're sharing your experience as a kid, as an autistic kid. And you're helping parents to better understand their own kids so that they can be there for them and they can be more supportive. And, and not only are you, you're helping the parents, but you're making their kids' lives better. Like you, you may not get this, but you have had a tremendous impact. And I'm very proud of you. So there you go. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> you don't know what to do with that, do you? No, not really. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Did you enjoy, do you enjoy this back and forth? Yeah. The conversations? Yeah, me too. Do you have anything that you wanted to say to the parents who are maybe feeling even a little bit overwhelmed or emotional about what they're experiencing in their lives right now? Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna say one of just my personal, mm -hmm. like, view is one of the stupidest things I've ever done is worry about the things I can't change because that's only gonna hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you don't learn from it. It just means you don't spend years and years or months or even a week worrying about the things you can't change. 
because that's only hurting yourself and it might even hurt the people that you're around because it might affect how you act or how you react. But you're allowed to learn from them. Just don't let them control you. I think that's really good advice. I think it's hard to follow. Like, um, it's, it's tough to do, right? But I think that's incredibly wise. Thank you for another awesome conversation, Emmett. I'm, I'm so proud of you. You good? Yeah. Okay. I love how just matter of fact you are. You're just like, yep, I'm good. No problem. I'm over here like trying to hold it together. <laughs> You're just like super chill and like, yeah, this is cool. We're good. Got this. Oh, it's going to be a fun journey, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for your time. And we'll be back next week. We're going to start doing this more often. And we're going to, uh, we're going to talk to his brothers too at some point and, you know, kind of get how different perspectives can be a valuable thing. So anyhow, we will talk soon and uh, take care guys. Take care. Before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I put a lot of time and energy into each one of these episodes because I want there to be a resource for you that wasn't available for me when I was going through this with my kids. And, you know, I, I want there to be a positive impact on your lives. I want you to be able to learn something and enjoy what you're hearing. So uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. For more information, you can visit theautismdad.com. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.